with apologies, of course, sincerest apologies, to R.L. Stein, stay in the basement, cool dad's basement, that is, Mikey Krennic here with you on a Friday, uh, and before we get to any of the business of the afternoon, I have to tell you, uh, this one not being recorded in the Ruckers Audio Center, I'm just outside sitting, just sitting on my couch. Uh, uh, outside of the studio, that is. Not, I'm not outdoors. You'd hear the noise, heaven forbid. Uh, but it's just, folks, it's it's too hot. It's officially reached too hot uh, to record in the, the FUDS Audio Center. Uh, and I think, honestly, listening back to some of the checks here, it, it, uh, it, it, it might sound better outside of the studio, which, um, you know, that's a, that's a kick in the pants. I, I can't say that I was expecting that that I, I didn't need to be putting myself through through an indigenous sweat lodge three days a week. Uh, but you know what? Hey, we, we live and we learn. And, and what better weekend to learn than 4th of July weekend? Oh, my goodness. Time flies when you're having fun. Uh, say goodbye. It's Independence Day. It's Independence Day. Oh, Dr. Oaken. Now, that's my Independence Day. You know, not a celebration of us finally breaking the shackles of colonialism, but also being like, well, hang on, let's not throw the shackles away. You know, no, no, I'm talking about the film, the wonderful, joyous, triumphant summer blockbuster. You know, the one where the, where the government nukes Houston? Yeah, but the president feels so bad about it. That's his hometown. It was 1996, too, so you got to figure Hakeem Olajuwon might have been displaced by that. That can't be too good. You don't want Hakeem requesting a trade. He's a dream. Uh, and we'll talk about an NBA who requested a trade in a bit. But this is uh, the only time we've got to do that, you see, because we, we've got a very busy weekend here. Tomorrow, of course, there'll be some sort of star-spangled Saturday list. This is a Saturday list. Uh, and Sunday, thanks to a genuinely re- encouraging response from all of you, you're getting more Behold Now Behemoth. So that's pretty exciting. I, I can't tell you how, how nice it was to hear from people who were enjoying it. It was a good feeling. You know, I had been sort of feeling like perhaps I wasn't nearly as bright as I thought, limited by circumstance, never never to be the hero until all of you came along and gave me purpose. Not unlike another legendary hero, David Levinson from Independence Day. You know, everyone goes wild for Will Smith's Captain Stephen Hiller. And, 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 well, they should. He's real cool. I mean, he says, uh, you know, welcome to Earth with a T-H. Earth, pretty clearly. Uh, and that was always the, odd that the meme was welcome to Earth with an F. Why was that? Maybe, you know what? Maybe it was the same meme maker who, who made the You the Real MVP meme about Kevin Durant's MVP press conference. When, again, he pretty clearly said, you're the real MVP to his mom. It was lovely. Uh, uh, but the memes, just they're, they're straight out of Huck Finn. It's just easier that way, I guess. Very strange. Maybe Mark Twain is making the memes. Who knows? But, yeah, everyone loves Will. Well, everyone loved Will. The whole, you know, Will Will's not, not, not America's sweetheart anymore. But he's certainly Jada's sweetheart. We learned that. You better, you better not be making jokes about her haircut. I'll tell you what. If I was at an award ceremony uh, that was, uh, you know, full of of all of my peers, and, and I was going to be recognized finally for my hard work, 
and, and my dedication to craft. I was finally going to be celebrated, and it was kind of just uh, it was a coronation more than everything. Everyone knew that I was going to win. I I'd still get up and smack a man across the face for insulting my wife. Uh, I wouldn't want to be in trouble. You know, she gives she gives Will a pretty mean look. Uh, but all right, so so forget Will. Maybe you're inspired by President Whitmore, as played by Bill Pullman. Now that's leadership. That 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 guy. You want to talk about a president? My goodness, we could use a president Whitmore right now, couldn't we? Though I I I mean, imagine imagine if we were invaded by aliens now. Now, granted, three four years ago, also an amazing time. Uh, to think about the alien invasion. Donald Trump just standing up there talking about how, how beautiful the aliens are with their many eyes, their many, many, many eyes. Or even like late-term, sad, bored, worn out, wants to go home, Donald Trump. Just doing like the, like the, they come from, and then the big like, <laughs> Jupiter. You know, when he would just kind of, it would just, the resigned... <laughs> But he doesn't breathe properly because I guarantee nothing in that body is, is happening the way that it was designed to happen. Everything, everything's kind of doing its own thing, I, I think, in, the, in that fella's body. Uh, but imagine now Brandon meeting the aliens. Oh, my goodness. First of all, he'd be annoyed he had to do it. Hey, come on, man. The Martians are killing me. Are, are you guys the, uh, the moon men? So you know he he wouldn't he wouldn't be happy he he wouldn't he wouldn't really be excited to to get out there and, and meet the guys and the aliens would be pretty bummed out too think about it they finally find intelligent life and then a doddering old man comes out to yell at them for making noise you know that's not President Whitmore in Independence Day you know that President Whitmore in Independence Day is he he he's a man of action. And, and unlike President Whitmore in Independence Day, Joe doesn't have the fighter pilot background uh, to step into the climactic battle. You know, what's he going to do? Just, I'm a train passenger general. I belong on the Acela. You know, just riding the train directly into the mothership. We, we haven't had a war hero president since, my goodness, Ike, I think. Right? We haven't had, we haven't had a president who was ready to do what was necessary. I mean, Bush, Bush, too. And Bush one, I think as well. Oh yes, Bush one was a was a knight of the sky. Uh, and Bush two as well. He was a pilot, but come on, he's not. Come on, what what was he gonna? He he was gonna go up and fight the aliens. I think not. Maybe had we elected John McCain. Oh well, actually no. His last flight didn't go so hot. Uh, oh man, we really don't have any war hero politicians. Turns out you have to be at least a little bit of a psychopath to to climb up the ranks of the military, and, and when you add that to the psychopath he needed to want to be president, uh, well, that that kind of creates a, a bit of an untenable situation. Uh, I guess, you know, you could always be like Colin Powell, you know, constantly get hyped up as a potential cure-all president, but be far too cowardly to ever own anything that you've ever done. Uh, I'm sorry, I shouldn't. I shouldn't say that. That's not right. He he was far too cowardly to own anything he'd ever did because uh, you know he's dead. So really, if you, if you want the hero president, ID four Independence Day, that's the way to go. You know, until like 2040, when we elect one of these wonderful young men and women who decided to uh, risk life and limb for country, as opposed to being a school shooter. And here's to them.
right? If kids got to kill kids, I mean, it might as well be for something meaningful like oil. But, you know, until then, we, we've just got Independence Day as, as our wish fulfillment. But of the Holy Trinity of Independence Day stars, my brightest jewel, my precious treasure, is the one and only Jeff Goldblum as David Levinson. He, to me, is the star of the show. He's a man who's very smart, but works at, I think, like kind of like a bad job, maybe. It's not really, it's not really clear what's going on w- with that. His boss is, is Harvey Fierstein, and that's fun. Imagine if your boss was Harvey Fierstein. How much more enjoyable being scolded would be, right? I need you to turn on your camera during our Zoom meetings. It's important for morale. That would think of how, okay, whatever, Harvey. That would be cool. Uh, but, but yeah, so David Levinson, Jeff Goldblum, he works for, I think, the cable company. He's a garbage man for them, maybe. He comes in and talks about recycling three days a week, yells at them all for putting cans in the trash. Yet somehow, some way, David Levinson's analytical mind and love of chess is just what America, no, the entire world needs to be saved. That's inspiring. That's American. That's David Levinson, the greatest fictional character ever. Uh, yeah, that's right, ever. You know, you know what else is inspiring? When someone doesn't like their job or their coworkers or their office or their anything and they tell their boss, yeah, I don't, I don't want to be here anymore. We, we all dream of that. That's, that's the pacifist stone-cold stunner, my friend. But when the person doing it is is due $194 million over the next four years, we tend to be a little less inspired and a little more annoyed uh, because that's exactly what the living, breathing, walking, talking, romping, stomping embodiment of 21st century youth basketball Kevin Durant is going through right now. Here is a player who, to me, at least, is in the highest tier possible however you want to rank players i'm a tier list guy at my top tiers my very tippy tippy top s plus whatever you want to call it tier in terms of nba players that i've seen because you know you get these guys and 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 i see it i'll see it with kids now because my girlfriend's got kids and one of them's getting into sports and so you, you know he'll talk with his friends and you've got these kids and this was the case when I was young, it's all over the internet, who who just, they didn't watch Wilt Chamberlain play basketball. They didn't watch Bill Russell play. They didn't watch Kareem play. This was my generation. Now these kids, you know, they didn't see uh, Ewing. They didn't see Shaq, really. They didn't see uh, uh, Robinson, these guys. So, but they'll throw them into the discussion because they, they you know, they belong in the discussion according to the metrics and according to the people on TV. I can only go by with the guys I've seen. Sorry. That's just the way I am. Uh, and my top tier in terms of those players, the ones I've seen, rarest of the rare air, the absolute best class of their own in no particular order, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Kevin Durant. That's it. That's that tier. I love Shaq. Especially Orlando Shaq running the floor. He's right up there, too. So are Hakeem, who that's this weirdly the second time Hakeem's been mentioned today, and, and Tim Duncan. But the gap between 
Shaq, Hakeem, and then say David Robinson and Dwight Howard, or the gap between Duncan and, and say like Garnett and, and Nowitzki, that's a far smaller gap than the gap between any of those three guys, Jordan, LeBron, Durant, and their closest contemporary. Durant's on another planet with regards to scoring. It, it's insane. The way he, he could take games over in Brooklyn without Kyrie or Harden, it was incredible. He, he did the same thing in Oklahoma City. He even did the same thing in Golden State. He just didn't have to. He does the same thing everywhere he is. And for some, that's the issue. He's a diva. He's a team killer. He lost to Golden State in the playoffs. And then when he was on the Thunder and then he signed with Golden State, it was unprecedented. And it was, admittedly, kind of lame. It's not the way things had been going to that point. But he went there, won two rings, won the most important award twice, the finals MVP, as we've learned. Then off to Brooklyn to start his own version of a super team with Kyrie Irving, who's back. Have fun. You got him and Ben Simmons now, Brooklyn. It's gone so unbelievably sideways that it's, it's, it's almost surreal if you're a basketball fan. So now here we are with one of the greatest players I've ever seen available via trade. If that bothers you, you must be a net fan, which is so lame. Get a real team. But but I get a net fan being mad right now. But if you're a fan of the NBA, if you're a fan of the team that isn't the Nets, and you're crying about the precedent that it sets, or players having too much power, I, I just don't get it. I just don't get how you can be a fan of this league and, and, and not be enjoying this. The Boston Three party happened, and even before that, Barkley, Pippen, Drexler went to Houston to play with Hakeem in the 90s, which means, folks, we've done it, the Hakeem hat trick. The Heatles happened. Durant on the Warriors happened. Davis picked his spot. Harden quit on two teams in a row and still picked his spot. That's what happens when assets are valued correctly. These guys are the NBA, not the owners, not the coaches, not the teams, the fans, the trophies. The players, specifically the star players, right? Every time, every time some, some old man writes a book about any era of the NBA, the main narrative is, and then this guy or these guys saved the league, right? Kevin Durant is obviously a very sensitive kid. I won't deny that. There's a ton of stories about him, you know, getting weirdly defensive about his legacy and his name. But listen to the stories about Jordan, or geez, Kobe. I mean, not to speak ill, but yeah, Kobe stayed with one team his whole career. But I'd wager anyone who played with him for the last eight years of it would have loved if he requested a trade. These guys are wired different. They have to be. But there's a subset of people who want them to be vicious killers on the floor. And all shucks, you fans pay my salary off of it. Sorry, that ain't happening. You want a humble league? Watch Ivy League college ball on the Yes Network. These guys are demigods. They do things that defy physics. They should be able to choose who they do that for. And guess what? There isn't a single example of a player going to an owner or a GM with a gun and saying, you know, trade me right now. Someone's going to give up a lot for KD. Maybe Phoenix, maybe Philly, maybe Miami. You know, and there's all kinds of weird little contract rules that prevent certain players being traded to certain teams. You know, a little leash pulling by the owners, but that's okay, right? They're rich. That's fine. It, it just, most of the time, these guys are going to get exactly what they want, right? Durant 
and LeBron and Davis, all these guys, they're going to get what they want. And and that might be frustrating since we so often get nothing close to what we want. But that's that's not KD's fault. That's not Kawhi Leonard's fault. That's not Zion Williamson's fault. It's yours. No, no, I'm just kidding, of course. It's the system. It's the gross, broken, bleeding, dying, oozing system we live under. So live vicariously through these guys. Like like every male, 13 to 45 did. Through Stone Cold Steve Austin when he was regularly beating up his boss. Right? They've seized the means of production, baby. They are truly derailed. MVPs. I'll be back tomorrow with a red, white, and blue Saturday list for you and some more Behold Now Behemoth on Sunday. But until then, stay cool, dads.